Coming up in this week's Triton Spotlight, we're in the Triton Cast studio chatting with women's soccer captain Kennedy Carter. The Orange County native takes us on her soccer journey from the OC to Salt Lake City to La Jolla. Which of her teammates makes the best stir fry? What was it like playing two seasons in 2021? You'll find out coming up in a moment in this week's Triton Spotlight. This is episode 86 of Triton Cast, the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm your host, Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on UCSDTritons.com or on your favorite podcast platform, thank you for joining us this week. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, rate us, or write a brief review. Before we get to this week's Triton Spotlight, let's take a trip around campus. The annual Battle of the Kings takes place tonight in men's water polo action when UC San Diego hosts LMU at Canyon View Aquatic Center. The yearly showdown is always a sellout and a campus tradition to start the new school year with classes beginning tomorrow. Men's basketball season tickets are going fast with sales already surpassing last year's totals. You can contact the Triton box office to get in on the action before it's too late. And this week's University Credit Union Athletes of the Week are Isabel Shepard from Cross Country and Landon Ackerstrom from Men's Water Polo. Congrats to those two. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. Our guest this week is women's soccer senior Kennedy Carter. She's in her second year as a team captain, but her college soccer journey didn't begin at UC San Diego. Carter chats about finding her place academically and socially here in La Jolla. We also get into what makes a good leader why Bakersfield has been her favorite road trip, and she weighs in on pineapple on a pizza, and so much more. Here's that Triton Spotlight conversation with Kennedy Carter. Kennedy, how old were you when you started playing soccer? Um, I started playing soccer when I was three, so it's, it's been a long time. <laughs> Is there photographic evidence, or do you remember that? Um. I think there is some evidence. Uh, my mom was like a big picture taker when I was little. So we have a lot of little baby action shots. <laughs> that is super cute. Did you play other sports at that age? Um, I mean, I did dance as most little girls do for a while. And then my mom had me make the choice soccer versus dance. And here I am. And maybe as a three-year-old, you'd, didn't have a ton of input in the matter, but why soccer as opposed to, I don't know, other sports? Um, I think I just loved running around and having the freedom to just run around and kind of do whatever. So I don't know. I just had loved it as soon as I started and it just was something I enjoyed. And now as someone in their early 20s, what do you enjoy most about the sport? Um, I mean, a lot of the love for the sport comes with being surrounded by a team and other girls who you are with a lot of your time and day in and day out, you guys are just working hard together. And then just the feeling of being able to help your team and make other people proud, I think is something that I love about the sport. And it's just honestly a really fulfilling sport in that regard and just makes it easy to love. Speaking of teammates, how do you all develop that bond? I mean, right, like you don't necessarily pick to work together. You're on the same team and all of a sudden you're going to be spending a ton of time together and you all have to work toward a common goal. So how do you make that work? I mean, I think that comes with the whole you're with each other more than you're not. Um, it's almost like you're thrown into this team and 
you're going to be best friends with some of these girls for probably the rest of your life. And it takes time to get those relationships and grow. But I think the fact that you're putting in hard work together and you're doing all these things together and you're going through a lot of similar issues and highs and lows together just really contributes to that team atmosphere and getting to meet some of your best friends. Very well said. At what point for you did you get serious or serious-ish about playing the sport? Um, so I moved from the rec level to club level in, I think, fourth grade. So still pretty early on. I had no idea what that looked like for my future, but my parents knew that if we were going to invest, that's what the step needed to be made. And then from then on out, it just got... I think more serious as time went along. And was there a moment where you in your own mind decided, or maybe it was a family discussion that you wanted to pursue playing at the highest collegiate level? Yeah, I think I have an older brother. And so he was a senior in high school when I was a freshman. And um, in my high school, there were a lot of other girls who were on the high school soccer team that also played in club and I saw them starting to commit to colleges and um, my uh, club coaches would bring back their old players. And I don't know, I just started to kind of see like, oh, this is something that can take me all the way through and I can do for majority of my life. And I want to do that. So I don't know, there was kind of, I think I was right about to enter high school because that's when things get really serious learning to the recruiting process and all of that when I really realized I met somebody who almost like took me under their wing and was like yeah like I'm going to college to play soccer like you definitely can too like it's a great opportunity that you should try to pursue and then from then on out it's just okay focus on getting recruiting playing good in front of all these coaches and see where it takes you. Did you, as a high school student, did you see that as an opportunity? Did you feel pressure or what What were you feeling as you went through that recruiting process or the beginning of it? Yeah, well, back when I was in high school, the recruiting rules were a little bit different to where you could get recruited as early as eighth grade freshman year high school, which is so crazy. And I think things really got real when I started getting emails and playing at showcases. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I honestly am the type of person who likes to play under pressure and likes, yeah, just likes pressure. And the idea of going to college was something that I wanted and I saw for myself. And I think once I got that in my mind, it was, okay, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to go get it. And how did you, as a high school student, balance that search for what might be next in terms of soccer versus also weighing what would come with an education and what you want to do in real life, which whatever that is, we'll talk about in a few minutes. So how did you kind of weigh all of those items when deciding where you wanted to ultimately go play next? I mean, yeah, definitely was hard being in school and then at such a young age, also thinking, okay, think about your future and what you want to major in and where you want to be in the world and all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of hard to really figure out at such a young age. But I think my parents just were very open and very helpful and was like, okay, what do you want to do? What do you see for yourself? 
Um, I mean, taking visits on the weekend, using my spring break to go take visits. Like it was a lot of work, honestly, the recruiting process, but um, I mean, it should be if you want to end up at a school that's going to make you happy and see what you want, see what you don't want from all these other places. And I think it just came down to like narrowing things down. Cause I had no idea going into all this, like what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. Like it was kind of almost exciting because you get to see a bunch of possibilities and it'll all shape you and who you're going to grow up to be. And I think that was just an awesome opportunity and having my parents with me every step of the way really made it a lot easier because they like knew a little bit about college life and my brother was in college and I don't know, I just got to see a lot of different places and see a lot of different things. And then I just got to narrow things down. Ultimately you began your college career at university of Utah. What, what went into your decision to go play there? Um, I went to Utah because I wanted to play pac 12. I wanted to be in the big conference. I wanted to be at that big football school and Honestly, I wanted to go out of state at first and I was like, okay, it's just four years. Like I'll go try something new. I'll have different seasons and snow and all that stuff. And, you know, that's what I thought I wanted as a 15 year old who just committed to college (laughs) and, you know, things really changed after that. But in the moment, that's what I wanted. And I saw it as a good opportunity and, my major at the time was different also. And because it was Pac-12, they had some connections for my major. And so I was like, this is perfect for me. Like, this is going to be awesome. And then, you know, things change. Yeah. And and part of what changed, I imagine, was this COVID-19 pandemic. And so your Mm -hmm. fall season wasn't in the fall. That was in the spring. And Mm -hmm. You know, for whatever variety of reasons you can get into or not, but you ultimately decided you did not want to stay at Utah. So tell us how you ended up here at UC San Diego. Yeah. So, I mean, COVID is definitely a huge part of that. You go, I mean, you go into college and you're in the dorms and half of being in the dorms is like meeting so many new people and meeting like some of your best friends. And yeah, I roomed with some of the girls on my team, but we like never got out to meet other athletes and meet other students like it was very strict in that regard it was go to practice if your class was in person go to class and then when you're not there you're just kind of sitting in your room doing homework or just watching tv because there was really wasn't that much to do and I think honestly also a lot of girls from that school were from the area so they were allowed to go home and see their families And I think I got a little bit jealous of that. And I was like, wait, I miss my family. Like, I wish I could go home. And then the weather came along into winter and the snow was so awesome. Like the very first time you see it. And then, you know, two weeks later, you're like, okay, I'd love to see the sun. I'd love to go take a walk outside. And I don't know, that part was super difficult and just kind of like being, I just felt really stuck there. And I just feel like academically, too, it wasn't really challenging me. And I just was like, okay, I need to talk to my parents. I need to talk to my old club coach. Like, I think it's time for me to leave, which is like a huge step in something that's just so scary as a freshman in college. Like, I hadn't even been there a full year and I already knew, like, I wanted to come home. 
And honestly, like the soccer, yeah, that's a big part of who I am and like why I went there. But COVID, I think, really showed a lot of people if you're not playing your sport, are you still going to love what you're doing and where you are? And that was just like very eye opening for me. And I was like, honestly, no, like, I think this is not really for me. This is not where I see myself for the next four years. Like, I think there needs to be a change. So, you know, entered the transfer portal, which was terrifying at first, but I knew I wanted to come back to California. I knew I wanted to be close enough to home to see my family and go home on the weekends and have beautiful weather. And what's a better place to do that than in La Jolla? So I got in contact with the coaches, got my transcript sent over. And yeah, from there, we just kind of figured it out. And here I am. Well, we're certainly glad you're here. We're chatting with <laughs> Kennedy Carter on Triton Cast this week. And so you've just acclimated to college life as a freshman and now you've made a decision to go start over somewhere else what was that adjustment and by the way we're still in the pandemic so what was that adjustment like for you coming here to uc san diego um it was honestly really scary i came in so i was going into my sophomore year and there were no other transfers coming in my year so coming to the team i was like okay I don't have that safety of like a class around me that I already know or like that's also experiencing like the new things with me. Yes, I can be close with the freshmen, but I already have a year into college and I'm not living in the dorms. And then my class had already lived in the dorms together and then they were all living together. And luckily I knew a few of the girls on the team coming in. Um, I played club with Lizzie uh, for a while. And so I got talking to her before I came in and she was super welcoming and let me come down and visit her and stay with her and her roommates and meet them. And then I don't know, you just show up to practice and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to be with these girls for three or four years. Um, let's like obviously make an effort. And, you know, our team is so close and the girls are just like some of the nicest people ever. And I think I got really lucky with that. And I didn't really feel too much of an outcast. And then just from then on, I was like, okay, like I'm making friends. Like soccer was going really well for me. Um, I had to, you know, move to a new position, which was a little bit difficult at first. Um, I came in as an outside back. So coming in, I was like, okay, like straight up top. Like that's a little bit different. But, you know, the coaching staff is super helpful. And I just felt super welcomed and super at home and it was just like okay i almost immediately knew like okay i made the right decision this is where i belong yeah there's a lot to unpack there and i did want to ask you about switching positions because as you noted at utah you were a defender you come in here and and right away you're an attacker you've since played some in the midfield so mentally what changes for you day-to-day practice to practice game to game if you're playing somewhere else on the pitch I mean, yeah, so coming in outside back, I had talked to the coaches obviously a little bit in my recruiting process and they were like, you know, we could see you as possibly like a winger. I didn't know that they played a three five two. So I was thinking like there would still be a four back behind me and I would play in front of them. And so I came in and they're like we had a few practices where I was playing winger and it was okay and then 
they just kind of made the decision one day, like, what if we just throw you up top? And I was like, okay, like I can try. <laughs> and luckily I had a little bit of experience because in high school soccer, my coach um, would put me up top. And so I kind of knew what I was doing a little bit, but obviously college is so different and we were in a different formation and I mean, ask the coaches. I was asking questions like it was nobody's business, just trying to learn the position and learn the tactics and learn all the runs. And I mean, I think it worked out pretty well. My first season was pretty good up there. And I honestly got really comfortable once I learned everything and made the switch. And so when I practice, you know, I kind of get switched around sometimes or sometimes like mid game, I'll be told, okay, Ken, like, you're actually going on this side of the field or now you're going on this side of the field or sometimes I still get thrown in the back and I just kind of have to be like, okay, this is like a gear shift. These are my priorities now versus like what they were at this position. What can I do for my team? And then also I just know that my coaches and my team are going to help me along the way. They're never going to throw you in a position where I don't, you're by yourself and you just have to figure it out all by yourself. It was kind of like a joint thing. And I don't know, I've just gotten really comfortable with switching around and being open to playing whatever position they need. And yeah, it's just kind of been a journey, but I love it. I think it's fun. I think it's awesome to be able to switch around like that. So I don't know. I just kind of train hard at whatever I'm doing and then things get switched around. Things get switched around. Yeah, but when you came here to UC San Diego, that was the program's first Division One season. They throw you up top, as you say, but you didn't just <laughs> play there. You thrive. You led the team in goal scored with five. You have the game winner in the team's first ever D1 win. That was the overtime win at Southern Utah. Do you remember that one? Yes, that was a fun one. What do you remember uh, about that goal? Well, I just know we went into the game and we were like, okay, this – this is a very winnable game. Things, if they go our way, like, this will be a great game. It should be a fun game. Things didn't end up going our way. I think we scored first, and then they came back, and it was 1-1. And all of a sudden, the game ended, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's crazy. And also, going in, like, to college, you have to play overtime, which is something you didn't really do in high school or club. So that's another adjustment. Um, but yeah, so we go into overtime and the funny thing is, is that we were supposed to get on the bus and drive to Vegas right after the game to catch a flight. And we were not really banking on having to go to overtime when we booked our flight time. And so when that happened, we were just kind of like, okay, like <laughs> we need to score. And that's just what has to happen. And I remember in the game, things were just like, so close every time things just kept getting so close so close like I think we had a couple shots that were like barely tipped over or barely saved off the line and it was like okay obviously it's coming so let's just get it and get it done and get it in and I remember we had a corner and Michelle um, she graduated a few years ago she took the corner I think we ran a short corner things got back to her and she just kind of put it back in the mixer and luckily I was right in front of the net and we secured the win and got to rush home, get on the bus and go home. And it was honestly just kind of funny and a fun time because it was like, you know, we may have not missed our flight if 
or we may have missed our flight if that didn't happen and just stuff like that. So it's just kind of a cool goal to look back on and be a part of that little bit of history. Yeah. And I, as I remember, I was not there that night, but as I remember that was, uh, they played on a football field, right on turf. And it was one of those hundred, whatever degree days. Like it was not ideal conditions, right? Oh no, no, it was, yeah, kind of a weird field next to the football stadium. Like the football players were practicing and I think we could hear their music during our game and it was hot, but cloudy. And then it would get sunny. It was just a weird day. So it was, it was an interesting game for sure. Now that you've are in your third season as a Triton, uh, what is your favorite road trip? Oh gosh. Um, honestly, hmm. well, I mean, this year we got to go back East, which was like so fun. Um, it was like a six day trip, got to go to Rhode Island, got to go to Boston. Um, one of our teammates hosted her, hosted us at her house and had this beautiful home cooked dinner. And we got to go to Boston for the day and eat all the seafood that we could find, which was amazing. And I mean, that was obviously such a fun time. And since it was so early in the season, it really grew our team closer together. And we just spent 24 seven together. So it was really a fun time. But besides this year, I think last year we went up to play Bakersfield and we stayed the night. And so we drove up there the day before the game we got to practice on their like practice field and it was our seniors last road trip. So the vibes were high. Everyone was super happy uh, and we were playing flying changes and our trainer, Megan hopped in and was like, I brought my cleats. Like I want to play. And so we let her hop in and towards the end of the day, like she just got going and, you know, she tripped over the ball and, fell and you know it was just some of the like one of the funniest things that's happened and everyone was just like the game stopped everyone's dying laughing like on the floor I think we just stopped practice after that because you're like what a good note to end on and then (laughs) we all got to go to dinner and we went to P.F. Chang's and then the next day we ended up tying Bakersfield and I got to score in that game too and honestly it was just such a fun trip to like such it just doesn't seem like oh my favorite trip is out to bakersfield that's not necessarily where people think okay that's the best trip you can have but honestly it was just so funny and so fun and everyone was in such high spirits and it was just like something i'll remember forever for sure that is fantastic i'll have to ask megan about that (laughs) So yes. <laughs> now in your third year as a Triton, getting used to the quarter system. So it's interesting, right? Because your season is half over and classes have not yet started, although they, they do start soon. Uh, yes. What is that time like where you all are on campus and you're training every day? And then, of course, you start playing matches, but your fellow students aren't back yet. So really, you have soccer, but you don't have the academic responsibilities. Yeah, honestly, it's great. It's kind of lucky that we get to do that because one I mean being at such a prestigious academic school we don't have to worry about like having to miss class very often and having to miss tests and all that because most of our traveling is in the preseason 
and during preseason, we're not in school yet. So honestly, that aspect of it is super nice. Um, but when we're on campus and we come, we got double days, we start games, we're practicing every day. Obviously, we practice early in the morning. So you have the rest of the day to just kind of do whatever. And because we know that nobody's in school yet, we still like a lot of the athletes aren't back yet. A lot of our friends aren't back. We just kind of hang out like all day. We're like, hey, is anyone going to the beach today? Like our team and the boys team will go hang out or we'll be like, oh, should we do a team dinner tonight? Or, oh, does do people want to come over and watch this soccer game today? It's just honestly a lot of time to just get to know each other and really just get close with the team without having to worry about school or any of that pressure yet. And I think honestly, we're very lucky that we get that because a lot of schools just really jump right in and then people are doing school and everyone has different schedules where before that we're all kind of on the same schedule and we're like, well, since we're all down here, let's might as well hang out if we have free time. So it's honestly kind of a blessing and it's fun because we just see each other all the time, like putting in the work in the morning and then going and having fun later in the day. You think this setup can be an advantage for your incoming freshmen each year, right? Because they have basically a head start on adjusting to college. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, they basically get to move into the dorms like a little, they have summer dorms. So they get to move into there and like hang out with their class. And then also just like hanging out with us a bunch and really getting acclimated. And they have time to go walk around campus um, looking for their classes before the first day or, um, they get close with the upperclassmen because we'll come and pick them up and take them to our house or that kind of stuff. And so I do think it's an advantage and they really just kind of get to get the lay of the land before everyone else gets here. Our guest this week on Triton cast is Kennedy Carter from women's soccer. Prior to your junior season, you were named a team captain. So a, what does that honor mean? And B in your opinion, what makes a good captain? Um, yeah, that was honestly such a huge thing for me. I knew kind of going into college after my freshman year, I saw some older girls be captain and I was like, that is something that I want to strive for. That's a goal that I'm going to set for myself. And then getting to come here and getting to know the coaches and all the girls and really just kind of stepping into a natural leadership position was honestly great. Um, I'm really lucky that Jonesy trusts me and sees me in that way and a lot of the other girls like voiced their opinions and that is honestly huge that my team saw me in that position and saw me in that way and trusted me and went forward and said like those types of things about me uh so that was awesome I feel very lucky and very grateful that they put me in that position um as a captain I think the thing that's most important is You just have to be someone that others can look to when they necessarily can't say something themselves or don't feel comfortable or if they have questions or just just someone who people feel comfortable to talk to and comfortable to voice their opinions to if they don't necessarily feel like they can do it in the whole team setting. And honestly, just being there for everyone on the team, whether it's just like, hey, as a friend or, hey, I need advice on how... I should do this or, Hey, do you think the coaches like, what do they think about this and that kind of stuff? 
being like a connection to all the girls on the team and feeling like they can trust me, I think is the biggest thing with being a captain and being able to have those connections as well as, you know, being a leader and being able to bring people up and really get people going and um, kind of taking charge and um, leading the team in a positive direction is something that's super important too. But I just think the connections and just bringing people up with you is just so important as a team captain. And I'm glad that my team and my coaches see me in that way. Your major here at UCSD, let's see if I get this right. Environmental systems, ecology, behavior, and evolution. Those are a lot of big words. Is that <laughs> yeah. right? And and what does yes. that mean to somebody who like me who has no idea what that means? <laughs> yes. So I am getting my bachelor's of science. So in environmental systems, there's a ton of different routes you can go. I mean, there's bachelor of arts way, bachelor of science, like more policy, more science. So my portion of my major is more like science-based and more like research. So ecology behavior evolution is talking about like living things in the environment and how their ecosystems and everything work together and how they can support us and we can support them. And that's just basically with all living things like um, plants, animals, marine species, like things in the air, like it's just kind of your environment around you. So I think it's super awesome. I love it so far. Um, before I was an environmental major, I was communication. So it was a big switch coming from Utah as a communications major and then making that switch. But I'm so glad I did. I love all my classes. I love my major and I'm really excited to get into more of those in deep classes about my major. And where can this major lead you? What is it that you would want to do when you grow up one day? Um, you know, there's a lot of different areas that I can go into, which is honestly great because it gives me kind of options and different things that, okay, maybe I try something, I don't like it. Okay, well, then there's this. But right now I see myself going into more of a marine-based position, um, probably like a conservation research or something in that light. I don't know exactly, but I really like working with like the different plant species in the ocean. And uh, I've taken a class where we talked about it a bit and that really like sparked my interest. So definitely this year I get to kind of take more electives and pick the classes that I want to take within my major. And I think that's the route I'm going to go. And that's kind of the route that I want to go post-grad to. That's really cool. I know another thing that the pandemic allowed is the NCAA granted everybody an extra year of eligibility who was in college as an athlete during that time. So for you, would you come back and, and what would go into the decision to decide whether you would come back another year after this one? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a huge decision. Still haven't made my mind up on that. Um, I think a lot of it is would I want to do grad school? Would I want to just extend one quarter extra and just kind of lighten my load for this year? I mean, you know, just kind of seeing what the next couple quarters of school take me and if I have something lined up versus like if I'm just honestly not ready to be done with soccer, there's still a lot that goes into that. And 
conversation with parents and coaches and just like really deciding for myself, okay, where is your future taking you? What's next? And, um, like you, it's honestly great that we have the choice to be able to do that. So we're pretty lucky in that regard because I got to play a freshman season. So it would be like playing five seasons, which is awesome. So definitely still making up my mind on that. It's a big decision, but it's super exciting that we have that opportunity. No pressure here. You'll just have to let us know when you decide. (laughs) Yes, got it. So random soccer question though. You mentioned it a little bit ago when we were talking about uh, the match at Southern Utah, your first year here as a Triton. And now as of last year, so this is the second year where the NCAA has eliminated overtime in the regular season. So obviously a lot more matches end in ties, uh, but they're mm-hmm. without playing that extra 20 minutes. What's where's, what's your take on that? Where do you stand on that? I I liked the overtime personally. I... Like, yes, I know, okay, maybe they're trying to eliminate some of the minutes on the body and a lot of games were going to overtime and like some were still ending in ties, which is like frustrating, I can see. But I really liked overtime because it's like a new level of competitiveness, I think. And it's really just like, okay, like we're given another amount of time to really put in everything that we have and the golden goal is awesome because like one goal and it's done like if you want to get it done get it done early and you're done i i like the overtime i kind of miss it but i mean i can see both sides but i'm more of an overtime enjoyer i liked it i thought it was very competitive and honestly like winning in overtime is one of the best feelings you can get but you know that also comes with losing in overtime or drawing in overtime and that's frustrating, but it almost like gets you going and is like, okay, well, the next one's ours. The next one's ours. So um, I liked it. I kind of miss it, but I guess I could see both sides. So now we're talking overtime. Early on in the conversation, we were talking about the pressure of deciding where you wanted to go to school. So sort of combining those two things, if you are lining up to take a PK or a shootout in the postseason, which of course we won't go there right now, uh, but what's your mindset? What are you thinking in terms of where you want to strike the ball? Um, well, I'm not going to give it away on the podcast, but <laughs> um, I've worked a lot with Jonesy on my PK. Um, I've had a couple that I've gotten to take during games, which is honestly, I love the pressure of it. I, some people, you know, they don't, they don't want to take PKs and that's completely fine. And, I've been someone who's been kind of eager to take them when they, when the opportunity arises and the pressure is like just great. And it's almost like you just need to know where you're going, walking up to the ball, because as soon as you change your mind, things aren't going to go your way because you're going to get in your head. You're going to be like, am I going to go the right way? Like, don't, don't worry about where you think the goalie's going to go. Don't think about, should I change up? Should I, should I change my walk up? Should I change my shot? Should I change what part of the foot I hit it with? Um, I think it's just honestly staying true to where, you know, you can hit the ball and you know, you've been training it and just getting that power under it and really just placing it in the back of the net and then celebrating with your team after. You practice the PKs. Do you practice the celebrations too? No, but maybe we should, because sometimes we just start jumping around and then, I watch the replays and we look like fish out of water. 
No comment. So yes. <laughs> what gets you ready for game day? What do you do to get yourself mentally ready to go on a game day? Say if the game's at seven at night. Yeah, I mean, seven o'clock games are crazy, especially like when we're not in school and you don't have much to like occupy your time. So we do a pregame lift, which just kind of gets the team together, gets everyone going, just lets everyone know, okay, guys, it's time to lock in, time to get used to the vibes and just kind of see where everyone's at. And um, yeah, so then the day goes by, you know, sometimes I'll take a little a little game day nap to just calm the mind. And then uh, we go into the locker room an hour before our warm up. So around five and then around four, I'll usually head into the training room and do some Norma tech and just throw my headphones in and listen to my music and just kind of get in the zone and just hype myself up. Really just, I'm more of a person who likes my headphones, likes my music and, just kind of needs to be with myself for a little bit before I get into the locker room. So I feel like my pregame stuff starts a little bit earlier than everyone else. Cause I just really need to like get in that zone before I get with the team for myself. And yeah, I mean, seven o'clock games are so exciting playing under the lights. It's just one of the best feelings. We're in our final moments with Kennedy Carter this week on Triton cast. Are you ready for some quick picks? Yes. Good. You have to say yes. All right. Ocean or pool? <laughs> ocean. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. But your practices are so darn early in the morning. And that's why it's sunsets. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Beach or mountains? Beach. Favorite pizza topping? Controversial, but I'm going to go pineapple. Favorite food? Mm, tacos. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? Waffles. This isn't a food podcast, but we're just in the food section. Favorite ice cream <laughs> flavor? Oh, um, I'm going to be specific. The Ben and Jerry's triple brownie. That is very specific, but I'm making a note to put that on the list. Hang on one second. Um, yes, there you go. Singing or dancing? Dancing. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> Plane, train, or automobile? Um, wait, can you say that again? Plane, train, or automobile? Oh, I guess it depends where I'm going. I kind of get motion sick, so I think I'd rather be in the car sitting in the passenger seat. Okay. What was your favorite TV show growing up? I was a Hannah Montana girl through and through. That's outstanding. What is one <laughs> concert or sporting event you most want to attend? Ooh. I would love to go to a Man U game. I think that would be so, like, just crazy fun. Podcast or playlists? Playlists. Favorite type of music? Ooh, I like a little bit of everything, but right now I'm listening to a lot of rap and hip hop. Edited, of course. If you could subscribe to only one streaming service, 
which one would it be? Um, YouTube TV. Good one. <laughs> All right, we're getting into the the controversial part here. Okay, which one of your current teammates thinks that they are the funniest? Um. Oh gosh. Um, I think Mackenzie or Emily Clean. Which one of your teammates is the best cook? Raquel, for sure. What's on the menu? Well, she makes a lot of like vegan, vegetarian stuff, but I just remember we were sitting in class a couple times last last quarter um, and we would be looking up recipes for her to make and she would always send me pictures. So she makes a lot of like stir fry, noodle type things that just are exquisite. That is a big word. All right. If you could play one other sport for one day and be good at it at UC San Diego, which sport would you play? Ooh, it would definitely be volleyball. Have you played volleyball at any sort of level? No, but I kind of wish I did. I feel like I'm t- I'm kind of tall. I could I could get into it a little bit. I did track when I was younger. Um, so after that, it was just track and soccer, and then just soccer from then on out. Yeah, you definitely have the volleyball height. I feel like you could give that a go. Um, all right, Kennedy, yeah. we'll end here. What's one place you've never been that you most want to visit? Ooh, the Almafi Coast in Italy. Those postcards are legit. Why'd you pick that? <laughs> I just think it looks so beautiful. And not only is the scenery beautiful, but the food looks so good. It's like pasta on end for days. Definitely sounds like you need to book a flight. Kennedy, thanks so much for chatting with us this week. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Kennedy Carter for that candid conversation. Well, the team's on its way right now to Oahu for a match tomorrow night at Hawaii. We'll have to follow up with Kennedy down the road to see if she's got a new answer for her favorite road trip. Well, you won't want to miss an all new episode of Triton Cast next week. Coming up on episode 87, you'll meet Omar Sabag from our men's soccer team. Omar had the opportunity to play in the Asian Football Cup for Team Lebanon's under-23 side last month, and he'll share that experience with us and much more. New episodes of Triton Cast premiere each Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in this week, and don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms by searching Triton Cast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder that you can listen to any of our 86 episodes anytime on demand, just visit ucsdtritons.com slash podcasts. For more on TritonCast, follow us on x at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, you can send us a tweet or you can email us at TritonCast at ucsd.edu. We'll see you back here next week for episode 87. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at tritoncast. Tritoncast.